We need to pull some holdo maneuvers. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Holdo Maneuver Podcast. Uh, we are back with episode 58 this week. Uh, we have, yeah, we have joining us again our friend Ralph from a live action Star Wars. Star, yeah, well, live action Star Wars podcast. Welcome, Ralph. <laughs> Welcome. How's Thanks it going? for being here. Thanks for having. Me. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm glad that uh, when you guys decided to do this movie, uh, you thought of me. Right. First person. Mark had no second second options. It was you yeah, or yeah. nobody. That's right. And and Mike got over his uh, his uh, night sister. death. <laughs> magic uh, death so he he is back uh he is yep. now, now a stormtrooper zombie coming back to join us this week could i would never know if i was that's the thing uh yeah so yeah this week uh, we're going to be talking about solo a star wars story uh well, before but, we do that yeah i have a question for y'all why did Han Solo cry when eating a steak dinner? Brought to eat a salad. No, well, the steak was chewy. Yep. God dang it! <laughs> I always said I want to do those jokes when we do these these episodes, <laughs> but you got me to do half of it. Well, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with with that, so this episode, I kind of wanted to do something slightly different than what we normally do when we go through and do like a retrospective on uh, a movie that's already come out. Is so, you two I know are like big kind of proponents of like really pushing solo as far as uh, undervalued. Other, yeah, like other like basically. Yeah steering the narrative differently than like what it has kind of been since it came out like five or six years ago or so i feel like we're we're there is a wave that is happening with this movie yeah, yeah. Uh, and i put i put a little easter egg in the, the the thumbnail art on ralph's beer too if you really zoom in you'll be able to, to, to see what it is there too uh so for me i haven't i know that i haven't seen this movie as much as ralph has like how 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 many times have you seen? I say I just rewatched it. That would probably make it four times. All right, and Ralph, you said you've seen it like at least ten times. At least ten, yeah. Do you guys yeah. know how many times I've seen it? One, not twice. God <laughs> dang it, Mark. That's so. So okay. That, that, so you saw it in the theater, right? Yes. Okay. And, and then I watched it at home. Right. When did I you thought... last watch it? Uh, like Mark, a year ago. Is this why you're cool. cha- you're not the format is going to be so loose? Because <laughs> you didn't do your homework. I well, no, I here's so I did do homework as far as I watched recaps of the movie, and then I watched like <laughs> older count. like Easter egg videos of the movie. Doesn't count. And usually That's when I watch, much. usually when I watch a movie, at least twice or so, I I can retain a lot of what. I saw within it uh but the the thing is what i wanted to kind of do with this one is to Who's mentioned, it, so you mentioned along yeah. <laughs> yeah so if if someone hasn't seen this movie or if they've only seen the movie once i want this episode to kind of be like these are all the reasons why solo is amazing <laughs> and why you should watch it and yeah, i feel really as i as I'm wearing a solo shirt. Just watch it. But yeah. Watch it with an open mind and you'll be fine. <clears throat> Here's the thing. Um, uh, back in 1977, I saw a movie called Star Wars. At least my mom told me she took me to the theater to see it. I was three months old. Um, and uh, it's a movie series that I grew up with. Uh, a movie series of three. And that was that. The prequels came out and they dove deeper into the... Uh, into the lore and backstory of Jedi Knight and the Senate, and they started getting real into the nitty gritty of um, d- behind the b- more than just the adventurous side, more than just an adventure movie. It is now 
they're they're trying to create the world and all the inner workings of things um and the tv shows do that as well uh, especially ahsoka ahsoka a show that i really liked seven eighths of um i thought ahsoka was really good uh you you definitely should watch rebels and probably clone wars prior to that which is also a dense there's a lot more than is just being an adventure story uh, a simple adventure story it's just jam-packed full of world building and information and crossing over of characters and different storylines interwoven through all of this stuff ahsoka packs in so much of that stuff into this into that show um solo is none of that solo is about a guy (laughs) on an adventure and it's the most stripped down star wars it's probably the most stripped down star wars since uh, 1977 since the original star wars there's the 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 characters are pretty cut and dry sure solo has he's always had that sort of soft spot in him uh but for the most part it's like here's a bunch of guys they're trying to survive in the galaxy they they may cross over you know some boundaries or not maybe i like the greatest people beckett and the crew um those guys you know they're they're smugglers and so for me i kind of like the return of just hey look here's a weird monster we're not going to explain the world we're not mm. going to explain we're not going to get into the any of the mystical stuff i don't think there's anything mystical in this movie um and the, the just, maelstrom maybe yeah but i mean still it could it's just monsters yeah it's just monsters it's not magic it's not it's not night witch stuff or night sisters it's not you know the four there's no force in this movie i don't even know if the force is mentioned um just a lightsaber that's about it yeah there is a lightsaber we're so close (laughs) to getting a star wars without a lightsaber um uh andor right andor didn't have a lightsaber Unless you count those things on the wings that shoot at like nah nah, i don't count those (laughs) and then you know the death star is a giant Kyber Crystal. Space laser. Yeah. But for the most part, like, I just like that. Hey, listen, I don't have to watch a billion TV shows or cartoons or read any books. Um, that stuff is still there, which is fine. You can go read, you know, uh, 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 books about um, Kira and stuff like that. That's fine. You could read, like, the novelizations, and there's other stories about Han Solo and Chewie. But for the most part, I like that you could just sit down in your seat and just watch this Star Wars uh, adventure that's not tied to the Obi-Wan series. It's not tied to anything. There might be some stuff in there where you're like, oh, that's that guy, like Warwick Davis. He's playing the same character he was in Episode One, But it doesn't matter whatsoever. So for me, Solo is like the perfect, it's Sunday afternoon. I want to kick back, have a grilled cheese sandwich, and like a a glass of lemonade and i want to watch a fun star wars movie and this fits the bill i i'm I'm not going to sit there and watch the last jedi which is so full of mysticism and 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 story and like you know or rise of skywalker where it's just like there's it's it's about the struggle of kylo ren and who and where's ray from and all no i want to see a guy and a Wookiee with blasters uh, doing a train heist. I want to see these guys crawling their way out of every corner that they get in trouble. They just get backed into every single corner in this movie. Um, and uh, they all look like they're having fun. Alden Ehrenreich looks like he's having a blast, which is great. Um, yeah. Is he going to do anything? <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, and then, uh, but you know what I mean? Um, uh, uh, Donald Glover just chewing up that, that meaty Lando role. Like everybody's mm-hmm. just having a, such a good time. Um, and that's what I want to see. I don't need to see angst and sadness and, and, you know, I, I want to see solo. I like the other Star Wars movies. 
But if I want to sit down and just have a good time, solo. Solo for me. Yeah, I concur. Uh, it had the more lighter humor aspect of Star Wars that I clamor for. Mm. It didn't didn't take itself too serious in a way. Like, and I I always am for like, okay, what the hell was that thing on the screen? And then nobody saying anything about it. When yeah. you said that they did that with the monsters, I was that just perfect. Like, I don't need you to be like, oh, that's this, and it lives here, and it does this. Like, that's just wasting time. It's Lady Proxima. It's that appearance yeah. of Lady Proxima where you're just like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> that's a yeah. tapeworm Weird. with nipple rings. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Weird. Let's go. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's, it's exactly what I want from Star Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, st the original Star Wars was weird, and George Lucas was like, hey, man, I'm not going to explain what this world is. You're just stuck in it for the next right. two hours. Uh, same with Solo. Like, Lady Proxima is so weird, and we don't need an explanation. It's the same as Jabba the Hutt. We get it. Mm -hmm. She's a big, monstery bad guy that's oppressing uh, th this guy and this girl that we would like. This this street rat car thief, uh, who you know with the with the heart of gold, we're like, yeah, this guy seems like a cool guy. Even if you haven't seen any Star Wars and have no idea who Han Solo is, you're like, okay, this is a cool guy. I like these two. They're having a fun time. They're sticking it to the man. They're you know a couple of crazy teenagers out there, and then here's this worm that's oppressive, and you're like, that thing's weird, and I don't like that it's uh, that's oppressing our, our these these kids that are just trying to have fun. And so, you, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't need to see Lady Proxima show up in anything else. I don't need to know where Lady Proxima comes from. Also, I know <laughs> is this galaxy is huge. Very much And so. weird stuff can happen in every corner. And I like this kind of fun corner of Star mm. Wars. Not the ultra-serious, hyper-dramatic corner. So, Solo, is it's a rare thing. Um, on my letterboxed, I have ranked Star Wars. And I have Solo at number three. Wow. It's my third favorite Star Wars. Um, it just beats out Return of the Jedi. There's just some stuff in Return of the Jedi. It's just like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. True. No, it's... If you, and Mark's, it, when Mark's checking came, my letterbox to make sure is, I'm not it, lying. He very much is. <laughs> I just know when this came out, Disney had just shoehorned it in real fast, it seemed like. And that's where yeah. a lot of the upheaval and, like, hatred came from, from my opinion. Because I remember a friend of mine being, like, when it came out, I was like, you want to go see it? He goes, no, absolutely not. It's just a money grab, blah, blah. I was like, and? Do you want to go see it? Like, it's going to be good. Every Star Wars since 1977 has been a money grab. Exactly. That was my point. I was like, it's all a money grab. Well, Any movie that comes out is a money grab. What happened was, so here's the thing. This movie came out five months after The Last Jedi. Last Jedi, super divisive, still is. Uh, anytime I see it trending on any sort of uh, social media site, I'm like, I'm not clicking the link. I do not want to hear other people talking about The Last Jedi. It had only been five months. They had pushed it up so that, um, I mean, I'm fine with it. I like Star Wars coming out on May 25th. Uh, came out on May 25th. Maybe too soon. People tended to not want to see it. There was some trouble that behind the scenes that was way too like people put too much stock into. They're yeah. like, you know, like when I was a kid, we didn't know behind the scenes troubles with movies. We just went and saw movies. Yeah. So when we saw the Last Jedi, um, I go and see Star Wars movies with my family, my sister and brother-in-law and nephews, and, and and my wife Stevie, and we got out. And everyone was kind of like, "Bleh," and Steve was like, "I," she's like, "I almost fell asleep." It was like the worst Star Wars movie ever, and she still says that. And um, I, I, I half agree with her. Um, the other half, I think, is really awesome Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> so that's a whole different conversation. But so, cut to five months later, we get out of Solo. We're hanging out outside the movie theater, and everyone's talking about it. And my brother's like, "Oh yeah, it was fun. That was yeah, it was fun. It was kind of fun." Nobody asked me what I thought about it. And I didn't really want to say anything because people, they weren't really like super gushing about it. And so we get in the car and I turned to Stevie and I said, nobody asked me what I thought of the movie. And she said, well, what did you think of the movie? And I said, I absolutely love that movie. 
and I think tomorrow <laughs> I'm going to go see it again. Um, Excellent. And she's like, really? She's I, She really liked it as well. And it's one of those things where a lot of people didn't go see it because they were mad that Disney was putting it out too soon. It wasn't Harrison Ford. How dare they recast uh, Han Solo when, I mean... Who doesn't love Ewan McGregor? I mean, the the precedent is there for them to right. recast younger people. Who doesn't love Genevieve O'Reilly? Like there, there's there's certain people yeah, where it's, it's like, okay, yeah, like listen, there's a precedent. Like as much as if you don't like the the prequels, I don't think anybody has a problem with Ewan McGregor at all. So that for me was like, I don't know what I, that's that's not a valid argument. Um, there was people who uh, at work a couple months later came up to me uh, after I was saying all summer long, like, Hey, solo's awesome. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I thought it was rad. Um, people was. started coming up to me <laughs> and saying, Oh, uh, I, I finally watched solo on Netflix. It was pretty good. I'm like, told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just fun. It's mm-hmm. just, you. it's not, there's, there's, there's nothing in it. There's there's one thing in it that people do complain about, but there's nothing in it that really makes me groan. Like when I watch the prequels, I'm like, oh boy, Jar Jar stepped in poop. Oh no, Jar Jar got uh, <laughs> fart in his face, or oh no, you know, there's the oh right. boy, uh, uh, Anakin running around saying wizard. Like there's certain things where you in, <laughs> and in every Star Wars, there's stuff that makes you. Oh groan. yeah, hundred percent. Um, and with Solo, I was like, there's one thing that everybody groans about. And I get it, but I also think that it lends to the sort of campy nature of Star Wars. And that's where he gets the name Han Solo or the name yeah, Solo. Yeah, I complain from. about that. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cheesy. And when I watch it, I'm just like, man, I just don't, I don't really, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't, it's not, it's not as bad as like, oh, Anakin just happened to make C-3PO. Like, oh, like, uh, uh, oh man, all the coincidences in like the, the sequel trilogy. Oh, Ray happens to be Palpatine's granddaughter. Like all these weird sort of big, weird connections that they make. Um, Solo is a, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, that's my one gripe. I don't mind it. Yeah. It's the, and it makes, and it's the one I won't argue. Like if you have a gripe with that, like I totally get it. I 100% get it. It's really cheesy. It's really, really cheesy. But I don't mind it. I don't mind cheesy stuff in Star Wars. If we didn't have cheesy stuff in Star Wars, there'd be no Anthony Daniels. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There'd be no Anthony Daniels. Uh, 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 Some people might not mind there not being a Jar Jar. As you can see, I have a a signed Ahmed Best Jar Jar picture right there on my wall. Um, (laughs) I, 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 I like Jar Jar. I'm a fan of Jar Jar. Uh, Jar Jar serves a specific purpose. Um, when I was 21, when Phantom Menace came out, um, I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now because I wasn't I wasn't the right demographic. But now I'm like, man, I like when Star Wars gets weird. I really like when Star Wars gets weird, and there's no weirder thing than this baby talking. <laughs> lizard rabbit frog thing that gets saddled with two Jedi like it's crazy so so when I watch Solo I'm like alright let's bring on the weird stuff mm. um, I'm fine with that because because we've seen we've seen desert planets with moisture evaporators and like everything for the yep. last 46 years um, show me something weird the cantina at the time was really weird. Then they upped it with Jabba's palace and tried to make it more weird. So where do we go? Because Maz's castle just felt like the cantina again. Uh, to the credit of Last Jedi, like Luke carrying giant fish and milking uh, those uh, <laughs> drinking those, the blue milk. Yeah, like I'm like, I'm like, that's weird. And it's been 46 years, like, do that. That's what's going to surprise me in Star Wars. The story's always going to be good versus evil. This has shades of gray. This isn't really about good versus evil. This is about 
bad people versus less bad people. Um, but <laughs> if you want to surprise me, yeah, if you're going to surprise, you're not going to surprise me with story. You're really not. Um, Ahsoka almost did that, uh, but what you're, but I mean, it really felt like Clone Wars and Rebels, which is great. But if you really want to surprise me, give me Linda Hunt as a giant space worm. Like that's weird. <laughs> no, yeah, it's you hit the nail on the head. It's it felt the most Star Warsy thing at the time to me. It wasn't like yeah. straight away from the prequel. It did it. Oh, it did it its own thing. It didn't adhere to canon in a way. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, like it wasn't strict to be like, oh, it's got to hit this note, this note. Like I can argue maybe the Kessel Run wasn't needed. Do we need to know why how he did it in twelve parsecs? Maybe not. But, but for them to make the bold claim that not only was it over 12 parsecs, but it was probably closer to 14. Mm. Because he down. says, yeah, if you round down. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like they don't care. And what I what that line tells me is they've been, nerds have been saying it for years. Uh, parsecs are measured less than 12 parsecs. Okay. Yes. That's true too, uh, but it also shows this shows how he was able to cut through the maelstrom yeah. distance-wise, as opposed mm-hmm. to going through it this way. He went this way, which is nuts. So that helped that work. But at the same time, they're not so precious about canon, to where I mean, even in the Force Awakens, they mentioned uh, twelve parsecs. There goes my my <laughs> my thumb. Um, they mentioned the uh, parsecs in Force Awakens. Like it's a well-known thing, and this movie's like we don't care right. about this can. We don't care about canon. We don't care about anything. You know what? We're gonna have Chewbacca say it's a a higher number, and have Han just say, "Well, if you round down, it's twelve. So it's somewhere. It's somewhere between thirteen and thirteen and a half parsecs right. is what he actually did it in which is hilarious it just takes the piss out of everything yeah it, it's just it's it's and that's what i like about it it's not mm-hmm. it, it, it feels like jj abrams is a f- huge fan of star wars and got to make a fan make a make a movie about star wars and he's such a fan and he holds star wars to this great reverence he's like i, I love star wars ryan johnson's the same way Ryan Johnson, uh, who I believe felt that he had only had one shot to make a Star Wars and put everything he ever dreamed of while playing with his toys into one gigantic movie. Yeah. Seems accurate. So, so, and then you have like Dave Filoni, who uh, adheres to like, you know, some old EU stuff. And he worked with George and he's like really wants to make sure that he does this right and holds it up to, you know, a specific standard. Um, what Lord and Miller did and Ron Howard were like, we want to just make a, a fun movie right. that's Star Wars. And they, they didn't they didn't treat it so precious. So everyone's kind of running around having a good time shooting blasters, you know, and it's just, it, it, it has an energy to it. Um, that I think other star Wars don't. Yeah. What you were, you guys are kind of saying too, is that I, Ralph, I think you watched the, the Willow Disney plus series, right? Yeah. I loved it. I was the guy who loved it. Yeah, I like I liked it too. And it's, it's too bad. Nobody else can watch it now. Cause it's can't watch it anymore. not anywhere no. to be able to watch it. But right. this this film had a lot of the had a lot of the same creative people in it too, with like the Kazdins, like Jonathan Kazdin went on to do the Well, didn't Ron Howard make Willow? Yeah, well Ron Howard made the original Willow. I don't was he involved with the Disney Plus series at all? I'd imagine he's uh, a producer. producer. He was a producer. Okay. And then uh obviously Warwick Davis in it again. And yeah. then you had Aaron Kellyman in it too, who played Emphis Nest here in solo. Yeah also then showed up in that too and so uh, this that, i was just oh, gonna say like that it, show it, kind it, of feels like it has like the the same kind of like vibe to it in a way as so yeah as Solo does. and the thing what's what's fun about willow is that um it's a property that nobody cares about other than a handful of people including myself um <laughs> so they definitely didn't have to be very precious with the source material and they just went nuts 
by every episode I was laughing. I was laughing hysterically at the music choices uh, oh, yeah. because they're 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 uh, nuts. They're nuts music choices. Um, they have a cover of Inner Sandman at the end of one episode, and I was like, nice. "What is happening? This show That's gives awesome. zero f's. They give, and they just, they just, they went crazy." But yeah, so apparently, uh, John Kasdan grew up Lawrence Kasdan's son. Obviously, uh, knew Uncle George. Got toys from Uncle George. Uncle George would send any Star Wars toys, anything Lucasfilm related, to the Kasdans. And John would get to play with that stuff. Uh, a huge Willow fan uh, finds himself on the set of Solo, which he wrote with his dad, sitting with Warwick Davis, and said, "I'd love to do a Willow series." And Warwick Davis is like, "If you can make it happen, I mean, yeah, go for it." And so they made it happen. Um, so John Kasdan, I feel like. I feel like the way this movie was written is I know that Lawrence Kasdan loves Han Solo. It's what made him want to do the Empire Strikes Back. Um, and he said when after The Force Awakens, uh, Lucasfilm was essentially like, if you want to do, if there's anything you want to do, let me know. And he's like, I want to do young Han Solo adventures. And they're like, well, okay. And so he does it with his son. And I feel like Lawrence Kasdan, he's he said before he's never seen the prequels. Um, I feel like the adventure and fun and the whole non really canonical or it's not it's it's in canon, but it's the non sort of uh, uh, wrapped up in all the other stories. Yeah. Is is Lawrence Kasdan being like this, 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 this is what it is. It's just this movie. It's a it's an adventure heist action movie. That's what it is. And then you have John Kasdan who comes in and he's like, he read every EU book. He's putting, he's putting Dryden Voss's, you know, all that stuff in Dryden Voss's yacht is all stuff from like old EU uh, artifacts. And you know, John Kasdan just like ate that stuff up. Uh, and so between those two, it's not that John Kasdan doesn't care about the greater uh, storyline. It's just that I feel like Lawrence Kazan's like, I just want to write a Han Solo adventure. And John right. Kazan's like, I'll help you out. And I'm going to inject some sort of some weird references like uh, <laughs> Lando's Lando's diaries is like there's a whole book series about Lando's diaries. And he mentions it in the thing like stuff like that. So like and then you get Ron Howard who came in after Lord and Miller. I have some infra inside information as far as the Lord Miller cut. Um almost identical to the the Ron Howard cut. There's not really any changes. They just didn't want Lord and Miller anymore. And so they brought in Ron Howard to reshoot. But a lot of the footage, a lot of the tone is pretty much the same. Yeah, that's um, what I've heard. But he with Ron much. Howard, Ron Howard, by the time George Lucas was making Star Wars, Ron Howard's probably the first Star Wars fan. Because on the set of American <laughs> Graffiti... Ron Howard was talking to George and George was telling him about this Flash Gordon type of story that he wanted to do. And Ron Howard was like way into it. He's like, oh, I, I want to see that. And so Ron Howard's been a fan of Star Wars before Star Wars. So he's coming at it from a point of view of like, I liked Star Wars. Mm -hmm. 1977, my friend George made a movie and I want to make a movie like that. And they gave him the keys and he went out and just made a fun western like it feels like a it feels like it feels like a star wars heist movie and it just Very i mean is. it's got everything <laughs> it's got everything from like the 70s like car chases and in uh, heist car chases like, <laughs> yeah it feels like a it feels like any movie from the 70s like you know like vanishing point or or butch cassidy or whatever um and that's what they set out to do they were they were it still is like they still set out to make a good movie. They just didn't want to like get stuck in this sort of current state of Star Wars. Yeah, um, a lot of that, I was going to say a lot of that stuff in Corellia, the like the beginning of it, like with like kind of like the car chase stuff. There feels very kind of American graffiti, graffiti esque. 
Right. And then, yeah. like, even, even like, his daughter, Bryce Dallas Howard, has directed a lot of the best episodes of, like, Star Wars mm-hmm. TV, too, so. Yeah, they need to give her a movie. Uh, yeah. I'm fully on board with the Make Solo 2 Happen people. And uh, I can get let, down with it. Let Ron Howard. The funny thing about Ron Howard is, is that, you know, the internet being the internet, um, jumped all over Solo when it didn't make a bazillion dollars at the box office. And people were like, oh, it's a flop. It's whatever. And it's like, it's a good movie. It's like The Creator. Have you guys seen The Creator? Uh, I, I love it. The Creator. Um, and people are like, oh, it's a flop. It's uh, Well, no, who cares? It's a really good movie. And I feel like it's going to find its audience as soon as it hits streaming. But yeah. it's one of those things where, like, same with Solo, um, it, it got dumped on for not being as big of a hit as the other stuff. But Ron Howard jumped on uh, social media and was like, this is my biggest movie. This is my biggest movie opening. This is the most, this is my highest grossing movie, uh, my best opening weekend. And it's like all perspective. It's all relative. To it's all, whatever. yeah. It doesn't matter. Like he, he was happy with it. I went and saw it twice opening weekend and I saw it a third time, like in the middle of week by myself. I just like, hey, I'm going to go see Solo. Um, (laughs) Just because it brought me so much joy. Um, It's not a movie with when when, like the main characters die in the movie, when Val dies and and everybody dies. um, I'm not sitting there sad. I don't it's not there for an emotional punch. It's a, it's a Saturday serial the way Star Wars was supposed to be. And it's like, these are just characters. They're literally action figures. You don't have to be so invested into them where they're going to cry. Like when, when L3 gets exploded and, and Lando's like crying, my wife's like, I don't even like her. Like, I'm not even sad. I'm like, you don't have to be sad. It's a freaking droid. And right. it's, it's not even an emotional moment for me or any of the audience. But it's it's like one of those things where it's like, eh, it's, a, it's a movie. It's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's not the, it's not like a Lord of the Rings where you, you know, spend, you know, nine hours and get invested in the character. So by mm. the time you get to the end of the, the 12th hour, you're crying because you're so invested. No, no. This is just a fun movie. That doesn't really need the only the only sort of emotion it wants from you is uh, happiness and joy, mm-hmm. and so. It, and she essentially be, becomes the Falcon, right after after that. Too. Oh, she's so good. And the thing is, I knew it was coming because when she plugs in to the nav computer, it makes her eye blinks and it does the the Falcon startup sound. And as it's going, I'm like, oh. I wonder if she has a very peculiar dialect. She's a real, she's real sassy. She's a real uh, uh, um, free thinker as far as droids go. She's really uh, um, tough yeah. and uh, has free will and is really doesn't doesn't mind letting you know that she has free will and is not going to mm. take any guff from anybody. I'm like, I'm like. If she ends up being the nav computer for the Falcon, I mean, it gives the Falcon so much more personality. It really does, and that's not something that I was looking for. I didn't know it need to know the 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 gritty backstory of the Falcon's nav computer. Yeah. But they slid it in there, and it could have been one of those things where it's like, oh my gosh, Anakin built C three PO. Oh boy grown but no i was like i kind of like it it gives me more insight on what the falcon is and uh it just i don't know i don't know it works because i'm not the biggest l3 fan Uh, i like phoebe waller bridge but l3 is super abrasive on purpose Mm -hmm. Uh, nothing against her just the character (laughs) yeah yeah and so for me it's like when she gets when she gets blasted, I'm just like, well, I mean, she's a droid. Like R two got blasted in the in Star Wars, he was fine. C three PO got loses legs. mauled. <laughs> yeah, he got mauled in Star Wars and has got blown to bits in Empire, and they're fine. So I really didn't care that much because I'm like, I'm not as emotional as, as Lando. But it really does tie uh, Lando to the Falcon now, 
yeah. which uh, by the time you get to Rise of Skywalker and even uh, Return of the Jedi, you're like, he's where he belongs. He's with the Falcon. Right. So, you know, it's it's there's it, it does stuff that normally you'd be mad at, but I'm not mad at it. It really, I really don't groan at this movie. There's nothing really groan worthy. Um, for me, there's one thing that's groan worthy, and it's the music during the Kessel Run. Oh, it makes me so mad. Just playing. I have it. to go back and listen to it more closely again. I guess I didn't pay. So they much just so they it. so they just took they just took parts of John Williams scores from Star Wars during the uh, Tie Fighter escape uh, from the Death Star. And the um, the asteroid field chase from uh, the Empire Strikes Back, and lifted out recordings and spliced them in poorly oh, uh, yeah. during that section. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a friend of mine who was like, "What was up with the music of that movie? They just just stole music." I'm like, "Listen, man. I said that whole score is great. I absolutely hate the Kessel Run because they did that." <laughs> Um, John Powell did the music for this movie and it's all original music and it's great um, he uses the old imperial theme uh, Mark's oh, yeah. heard me talk about that um, uh, from 1977 before uh, they introduced the imperial march in Empire Strikes Back uh, he uses, uh, John Powell uses that music um, he, he really went in and did stuff uh, John Williams did compose uh, uh, the first time Han Solo gets an original theme um, which is great it's just the Kessel Run music. It's just I, it just drives me up the wall. Like this is your big moment. This is the thing we've been hearing about forever. This is the equivalent of the uh, Mustafar uh, lightsaber duel between Anakin and Obi Wan. Like the Kessel Run, we've been hearing about it since 1977, yeah. and we 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 get to see it, which is great. But the music just just. I have to at one point with the music because they use the Imperial March or whatever in a propaganda video within oh, yeah. the universe. Yeah. Like, which is, yes. which it's not, John Powell didn't do that music. That music was taken from Kevin mm. Kiner for Rebels uh, during Imperial, is it, is it Empire yeah. Day? Yeah, Empire they Day. They have a parade and they use that music. Just, so he took that music for that sequence, so which just, is 100% in canon already by the time that Solo came out. I was just like, la- I, I haven't watched Rebels, so I didn't know that part. And it was it's just- in like a, it's the Imperial March, I think, in a different key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a more like, heroic. Like a, it's in yeah. a more heroic yeah, key. Yeah, yeah, patriotic feel, and yeah. I was just chuckling at that moment. Was like, <laughs> and but the thing is, that moment comes right before the solo part, so a lot of people mention those two things. You know. Oh yeah, like kind of sequenced together. Yeah. Yeah. He like the other. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry, I was rocking out uh, to John Powell. Which, speaking of John Powell, Mondo did a, a really good uh, vinyl release of the score from from Solo. I, cause I think you have it. Right? Yeah, I have it. yeah, I have that. Um, and the the art for it's really cool, like how they did like the the sleeve on it, so like it looks like the window of like, the, the Falcon on it. Um, John Powell, who I was listening to a lot of the other day, I just popped him on shuffle. I love John Powell. If you don't know John Powell, he's essentially the Michael Giacchino of DreamWorks animated movies. Yeah. He's done like he, like almost everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Rio, uh, Horton Hears a Who, uh, Chicken. No, well he did Ice Age too, uh, but he did uh, Kung Fu Panda. He did with Hans Zimmer and stuff. He's done he's done just a ton of DreamWorks movies. Um, he did the Born Identity movies. Uh, um, he's he's great. He's a name that that uh, should be more well known. So if you get a chance, I highly recommend sitting down and listening to the score to Solo. There's a lot of energy in it. Um, mm-hmm. And during the train heist, as soon as you see the the range troopers, which are my favorite troopers of the Disney era, they have the boots that clamp onto the train, and they have the big fur collars. Oh, yeah. um, as soon as they step foot on the train, you'll hear that 1977 Imperial theme, the one that uh, that was in Star Wars, that John Williams never used again, but uh, Michael Giacchino brought back in Rogue One. So, nice. yeah. So, now with you guys, when when you saw Solo, had you watched Clone Wars yet at that point? When you saw yeah, when you had seen Solo, okay. Mm-hmm. Haven't watched Clone Wars yet. <laughs> okay. So, 
Unless you don't. Yeah, I was gonna say. I guess, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say. I guess for you then, when you saw the end of Solo and Maul, and Maul showed up, were you it like, made sense. Yeah, were you yeah. like, what? I, I yeah. at this point in time, like nothing in Star Wars surprises me to the point where I'm like, what the hell just happened? It was more like, okay, how did that happen? Like yeah. now I got to figure out what the what the heck's going on here, like. It's not like I'm upset, I'm confused, like, ah, rah, rah, rah. It's more like, okay, there's something I missed, let me go research it. <laughs> right. That's like the only thing, really, yeah. that ties into other sort of properties. Um, well, I mean, obviously, Han Solo and Chewbacca tie into okay. the original trilogy and stuff. But um, it, it's it's a real weird one. It's a real he, weird one. Especially because he just, and then ignites his lightsaber for that's his That's his move. That's what he does. He's like, I'm, I'm on a, That's a, a call. A groaner. I guess it is a groaner. Because, I mean, if he yeah. didn't ignite that, then there wouldn't be a lightsaber in the movie. Yeah. But it, it, I don't know, it just feel weird for him to ignite it. Just Maybe it's just so people in case thought, oh, yeah, it, was thought it was a different person. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's true. Um, but, yeah, and then, like, we have but all... We have Sam, Sam Witwer does the voice oh, yes. this time yeah. around, who does the animated one. Uh, kind of hoping Peter, Peter Serafinowicz came back, but I guess he got in trouble with Lucasfilm for when he was in Spaced, and they were making fun of the Phantom Menace and uh. stuff. I think he kind of, <laughs> like, didn't get asked, asked back. But that's fine. That's kind of interesting, especially since Simon Pegg would then go on to be in Force Awakens. <laughs> Well, that's a JJ thing, so yeah. who knows? Him and JJ are. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happens when you get cast in Mission Impossible Three. You become friends mm-hmm. with JJ. From. Yeah. Um, so like some some of the other stuff in the movie too, like with like Sabak, like like the whole origin story there with like Han or Han, as Han, uh, <laughs> as Lando. That's all old legend stuff that we've known for years, and they finally brought it in i have a sabacc deck somewhere um i brought I it out i still need to learn how to play i really i, am, I, I almost play. bought that when i went to galaxy's edge but it's like 16 bucks or something it's like yeah. like it's like the cheapest thing you can get in disneyland yeah <laughs> yes yeah. including a bottle of water um yeah but yeah so i guess speaking of lando too we like originally they were going to do a lando at disney plus series which now seems like it is now going to be a movie that Mm -hmm. Donald Glover and his brother are writing now do you think that essentially is Solo 2 or do you think that's like I don't I guess what would you want to see from yeah Yeah, I I don't mind it being its own thing I don't want it to be a prequel of of this I don't need to see L3 and stuff Um, I do I feel like I wouldn't mind seeing Alden Ehrenreich though. Yeah, kind of really maybe like, like where like this like Solo, you know, was focused on Han and Chewbacca and all that, and then like Lando kind of came in somewhere like midway and kind of was kind of yeah. in it, but like kind of ancillary. Maybe like that's how the Lando movie is. It's like more Lando focused with like. Han's they could also do what Lando. It could be after Lando leaves him on. Savarine to he loses. Yeah, and then yeah. See, see what happens from there. See what he's been doing. Uh, from. <laughs> I think if anything, I'd like to see Amelia Clark come back. I agree. As Kira, and we can get a little bit more of that. Um, but other than that, I mean, yeah, if it's just a straight up Lando movie, I'd be curious to see what that's like. Uh, but yeah, I think Alden Ehrenreich showing up would be a ton of fun. I really, I think you know. People say how great Donald Glover is in this movie, but Alton Ehrenreich really embodies the spirit of Solo, which I like. Um, He's not doing an oppression, but he has the same sort of uh, mannerisms, and he he feels like Han Solo, which I like. He's I I I feel like Donald Glover is doing a little bit of an impression of Billy D. Um, I prefer Alden Ehrenreich's Solo because he he has that essence and i've said it before you know people will get mad that it's not you know harrison ford or someone who's doing a harrison ford impression like as a comic book reader 
uh, I could read like five different Spider-Man stories and have five different artists and still make it feel like it's the same character. Mm-hmm. Um, why can't why can't artists do that? Like who are actors? You know, uh, unless they really do a bad job. Um, I think Alden Ehrenreich really nailed it. I really do. Um, I really like him as Solo. Uh, I, I really want to see him return, and uh, I'm all for it 100. Um, percent I, I, yeah, he again. He was great in this. I didn't need to see Harrison Ford. And I think it would have been worse if Harrison Ford was in a DH and all that. But at any point, did you think, "Oh, this isn't Han Solo"? No. It feels like Han Solo. It's I don't know what yeah. he's doing, but it feels like Han Solo. Like I don't know what kind of training he did or what kind of studying he did and watched Harrison Ford, but he gets it right. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, there's no, oh, if Harrison Ford was in it, it would have been better. No, it wouldn't have. <laughs> it probably would have been worse, if you think about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, Harrison Ford is not, like, he's, like, pretty anti-Star Wars to me. And he like, said he loved this movie, too, which I just love. Because he, he, he didn't have to yeah, do anything. Probably cause he didn't, yeah, because, It was about yeah. his character, but he didn't have to be in it. Yeah. He well, it's probably the first. I mean, it's the or... first time he gets to watch someone be Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, imagine, imagine Harrison Ford doesn't. It's like, oh, everyone thinks Han Solo's cool. I guess that's cool. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Han Solo, I guess he's cool. Oh, I haven't seen him. Um, so, getting to sit back and watch someone else do the character, especially written by Lawrence Kasdan, you know, he gets to see what all the all the fuss is about, um, and. Uh, I think across the board, everybody nailed it as far as bringing this character to life with mm. a new actor. I think the costumes were great, the hair was great, the makeup, the 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 performance, the casting, the directing. It's just I think he's 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 perfect as Han Solo. Like I look at that and I'm like, that's Han Solo. Mm. I don't think oh that's the actor Alden Ehrenreich. Um, and plus, yeah. I hadn't really seen him in anything before, so he wasn't. It wasn't like Harold, um, uh, Woody Harrelson, or Donald Glover, or uh, Amelia Clark, who I've seen in other stuff. So I'm just thinking of them as actors. This is right. a new guy to me, and he's just Han Solo. And yeah, the so only thing I'd much. seen him in was Hell Caesar before that, and yeah. Uh, but, and I, th- I think he's been good in everything he's been in since that too, like that Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Uh, he was in Oppenheimer recently too. Like he's barely. Oh, he's great in Oppenheimer. Yeah, but like, yeah, like the part, like the the screen time that he has in that, like he kind of steals, and he's he's in scenes with Robert Downey Jr. too. So like he's doing a great job yeah. in that film. So, I uh, I would definitely would like to see him play solo again too. What's kind of funny too is what people have pointed out since the Kenobi Disney Plus series came out too is that that kind of takes place roughly around the same time as this movie so then you have to think about the fact that like how old leia like is 10 years yeah yeah and that and then so you're like oh that's interesting well, look how old padme was when he first met yeah. Anakin. Like, yeah she, i think she yeah. was what, like 14 and he was like nine or something nine, like that. Yeah. So, but yeah <laughs> yeah i'm not too concerned it's <laughs> So let me ask you this, Mark. Like, uh, is there anything we said that made you want to like jump back in and see it for a third time? Yeah, like I've never had any, like, I've never, like, not, like, I've just kind of been like in a neutral area, I guess, with mm-hmm. the movie where like I didn't dislike it, but it wasn't like I think if I I think now's like, the perfect time to watch it. Exactly. I think Ahsoka <laughs> was so dense with fantasy and Star Wars lore and mysticism and all that stuff. Um, this is a real good thing to just kind of put on and enjoy and not, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not, I don't like when people say, Oh, you just watch, turn off your brain and watch it. I don't like that, but I yeah. do like this. This movie isn't trying to challenge you. Isn't trying to, um, it's not over dramatic. It's not mm. trying to, you know, be some grand, like Shakespearean plot or anything. no, it's guys with laser guns and a guy with a scratchy face that has laser daggers. You know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a robot that causes a robot uprising. It's, it's, right. you know, 
it's a Wookiee smashing guards into the floor. It's you know it's ripping their arms off. <laughs> yeah, it's just fun. So, for the actress know, who man. played L three, was she on set and then mo capped into or? So yeah, she was on set. Yeah, she was on set in a essentially a green leotard. Mm-hmm. But they had the L three hat on her and the arms and some of the legs so that they can get visual reference of what her okay. movements were and the lighting on the stuff cuz L3 I think looks really good. Yeah, um, and I they, don't the movements they do I was like that's just I wasn't sure if it was 100% CGI or if there yeah, was some mocap be, in there and I think they were planning on using the bits that were visible but ended up just doing um CG but they adjusted the lighting uh, to match exactly how it was shot, so it looks it looks pretty like camera accurate. It looks mm-hmm. like it was done in camera. Um, yeah, I really like her. I, I've really only seen her in Dial of Destiny, and I really liked her in that. Yeah, um, which I, I remember watched Solo. When people when that came out, people were like, "Hey, look, L three and Han are reunited," and, I, and people were like. He probably doesn't care, and she probably doesn't remember doing the movie. But yeah. she was also, if people haven't seen it, she was really good in the, the show that she wrote and acted in Fleabag, too. So I would highly recommend that if people haven't seen it. She also yeah. she also wrote one of the more recent Bond movies, too, right, Ralph? Yeah, she did some sweetening of the script for No Time to Die. Yeah. Was so, yeah. Yeah, Fleabag the one show. where the... the it got shut they down because of harassment or whatever. They uh, that canceled could be, the that show. That could be any show, like in the past. <laughs> no, I, I there was one specifically, and I don't think it's maybe it's not Fleabag. I don't think it was that one. That like the lead actress was the reason why it got shut down. Because <laughs> nope. she was so awful to the crew and everything. So there was like, fine, we're canceling your show. I think that's Ellen. I think you're thinking well, yeah. of Ellen. Very <laughs> much or, Ellen. Or Roseanne. No, they, they didn't cancel her show. They just killed her off. <laughs> this changed it to the Connors. Uh, now, speaking of new characters and stuff, like from so people that you're in this movie that weren't Han or Lando or Chewie, so we kind of talked about like Beckett and uh, Kiara. Who, who do you guys, did you guys kind of like the most for like the new characters they introduced? Lady Proxima. <laughs> um, I do like Dryden Voss. I think that uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Uh, I think he was really intimidating. I thought it was really good. Uh, uh, really, really. Uh, when he got intense, it y- you really felt it. I thought he was a really good bad guy. Um, uh, yeah, he might be my favorite. Uh, of the of the new cast, I mean Woody Harrelson's Woody Harrelson. I kind of yeah. wish the Beckett role was uh, done by. Um, I mean, as much as I like Woody Harrelson, he's great in the movie. But I think it would have been awesome if they cast Kurt Russell in the role, because Kurt Russell was up for Han Solo back in 1976 when they were auditioning for Star Wars, and I thought he would have made a great Han Solo, and cool. it would have been a nice nod if he played sort of Han's mentor in this, but. Mm. Um, Woody Harrelson's great. Woody Harrelson's great. Um, this was right around the time Woody Harrelson like blew back up. He was in so much at this time. Yeah, in this, like Hunger, Hunger Games, Tom, Zombie Land. Oh, yeah. yeah. How are you, Mike? I, I, there's no one like I'll, everyone they introduced got killed, so it's like oh. <laughs> Kira made it. Yeah, I, she, but he excluded her from. Or, no, yeah, I, no I, you can, I could say Kira. It's like, Kira's the one I Kira. was drawn to. Okay. I wanted to see more of her. I want to know what she's been doing without reading the books. I, I think she needs more spots now. <laughs> right. Nice. Crimson and they Dawn. mentioned Dothamir, so she could appear in something, because aren't they going to Dothamir now that they're out of whatever planet on Ahsoka? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they'd have to age her up, I guess, with makeup, though, because that would be like a what? Like... They, they, didn't do with, they didn't do it with Mom Mothma. Well, uh, you yeah. don't have to. Yeah, yeah. I guess she true. got de-aged between between uh, Return, Return of the, of the Jedi, Jedi and, and Ahsoka. Ahsoka. 
which yeah, is a I precedent, had... which means can we get Alden Ehrenreich in a post Return of the Jedi Han Solo? They're just oh. hanging out with, with the, the the Luke that we've had so far. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know what the rules are anymore. I, 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 did, I did have someone <laughs> tell me that had watched Make it Ahsoka fun, that, yeah. Make it fun. That, that, that kept blowing their mind. They were like, wait, Ahsoka takes place after Return of the Jedi? It's the, I thought it took place before A New Hope, and I was like, no, it's... I like the after. It's after. <laughs> but, I, I mean, if, I guess I could feel... Because there's not really too much in it to tell it was, you. It was, mean, tough to, it was tough to remember this isn't Rebels. This doesn't yeah. take place right before Star Wars. This takes place after. It was a little bit... We needed something to sort of let us know what was happening to the Rebels crew during the original right. trilogy. Yeah. And then this this movie also had John Favreau and yet another Star Wars that role, too, within this movie. Yeah. And this was just... Like, he was developing Mando around the time of this movie coming out. So it was, like, just before that would come out and, like, before yeah. Disney Plus would be a thing. Uh, I really like him in this as Rio. Yeah. I think he's a cool design, good. an interesting design. Yeah. I like that he was using the, like, Stormtrooper outfit pretty much as a puppet. Yeah. To where he was, like, hiking up his pants with the <laughs> with the, with his fourth hand. Uh, kind of like a... I like it... He, the way he per- Dex. Yeah, Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. He's a. I like him. I like this character. Again, very thin sort of backstory, if mm. any. Just kind of what he's, you know. Because you read the ra- the name of his race, and that's about it. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. That's just, usually that's a little less you just a little more than we usually get. Yeah. It's more than we need. Like I didn't care if I knew what he was. <laughs> No, this movie like everyone just had fun making. You could tell like they enjoyed their roles and were having fun in them. It's not yeah. precious. It's not a precious movie. It's a movie, which is what yeah. I like. I like it. I like when a, a movie is just a movie, um, and not you know some artistic statement or or right. or. I mean, I don't mind uh, like social commentary and stuff. That's what sci- good, good sci-fi does. But sometimes I just want to see blasters. I just want to see, I want to see guys shooting it out in in a mine, uh, trying to get onto the Falcon. Like, it's all robots go nuts. <laughs> yeah. And now, and now you can go and get your own coaxium when you go to to Galaxy's Edge. Do they have it? Like, I I think so. Well, I mean, like on the like on the Millennium Falcon, right? Oh 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 oh! Yeah. I thought you meant I could get like a, a vial oh, yeah, coaxium. I mean, Probably could. I want. I want to be surprised. I don't know what you would do with it. Everything else. You inject it into your car so you can make the Kessel (laughs) run and less than thirteen. Get away from the maw. In about thirteen and a half parsecs, (laughs) roughly. That's what Star Wars thirteen thirteen actually was. Was it was actually a game about the Kessel run? Yeah, the Kessel run. I was going to ask you guys if they think they're going to bring mention coaxium ever again. They I mean, mention they it. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Falcon, right? Well, I mean, in a movie but I th- or I think um, show. I want to say it's somewhere. It was. It was in Bad Batch season two. Okay. Oh yeah, it was. Now that I remember. Yeah. Now I think about it. But I guess as we wrap up, what, do you guys have any like closing kind of thoughts or like statements about? Yeah, the watch movie? this movie. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I Mark. guess that kind of speaks for itself. <laughs> I, I, I think that <laughs> I think that the I think the shower scene is probably my favorite scene from the Disney era. Um, With Chewie and because Han. it's so it's so good because the introduction of Chewie is so good, mm-hmm. and this is where where things aren't precious and where we don't have to have these overbloated backstories. Um, George Lucas was always just like faster, more intense. Let's just just get in and out. You don't need any over. You don't need to over explain anything. Uh, if I drop the name Clone Wars and Star Wars, someone's gonna you know whatever. That it doesn't matter. You just get it from the context. Let's let's come on. Let's move it along. So here you have these two. You have this guy who's thrown into a pit with a mud monster, and he 
being Han Solo weasels his way out of this this uh, this confrontation, and it's in any other movie, you would have some sort of montage or some sort of like overarching story that happens throughout the course of the movie where they're at each other's throat the whole time uh, it happened in rebels with Zeb and with Ezra. And you're just, you're like the whole movie's going to be this freaking, I know they're going to be friends. Right. So what Lawrence and John Kazan do is like, we're not going to do that. Right. We'll, ha- we'll have them washing mud off of each other. And it's an instant connection. And Han looking a bit chewy and saying, you can't wait your turn, buddy. It's like immediately, boom, it clicks. These guys are yeah. brothers. These guys are, inst- they, they, they helped each other get out of this situation. And now, boom, fast friends cut to them on sort of the, the undercarriage of the ship uh, wrapped in, you know, blankets or towels uh, and just introducing each other to themselves. Mm-hmm. And Chewbacca saying, I'm Chewbacca. He's like, says this long thing. He's like, oh, we're going to have to come up with a, a shorter, a shorter, a shorter name. And it's like, sometimes you don't need origin stories. We learned that with episode two in Boba Fett. You don't need the over explanation uh, of some of these Star Wars characters. And that shower scene is the perfect shorthand. How do we get these two together? Well, let's put them in the most intimate setting, but it'll be functional because they're both covered in mud. Uh, and it, this is like, and it's, it's, it's Chewie's idea. Like Han's like, I'm getting in there. I'm getting this, this gunk off me. And then Chewbacca's just like, well, you're going to take all the warm water. And so he just like jumps in. He's like, screw it. You know, cause right. this is the Wookiee way. He's, he's treating him like a, probably a fellow Wookiee. Wookiees probably shower together. Um, and it's just, it's like the perfect shorthand. It's the most, it's the fast, faster, more intense approach of like, we know they're friends. We know they're going to be friends. This is the no. quickest way to show that. And we don't need just, them button heads the whole time. It's a 20 second scene. Literally. It's like a 20 second scene and it's like, boom, there's Han and Chewie. And I believe that's Han Solo, not Alden Ehrenreich. And it's the perfect moment because the whole time you're like at the beginning, you're like, well, it's always been Han and Chewie and just seeing Han and Kira doesn't feel right. But as soon as Chewbacca shows up, and it's such a light moment when he's speaking, he's speaking Wookies, um, <laughs> broken, Wookanese. broken Wookie speak, uh, 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 sheer Wook. He's he's it's broken sheer Wook, and it's the the words that are subtitled. They're so broken up, and it's like he's trying everything he can. Uh, Chewbacca's like, okay, well at least he's trying. <laughs> this dumb kid. Chewbacca's, Chewbacca's 200 years old, and here's this like teenager. He's like, all right, I, I, I can't be mad at this guy. And so I just love the relationship. Once, once it's Han and Chewbacca, it's no longer Alden Ehrenreich and right. uh, Junis. It's it's Han and Chewbacca. So it just they just that whole the whole them meeting and 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 coming together in probably a total of like four minutes by the time yep. they drop into the pit by the time they're showering it's probably like four minutes and it's like perfect you're not wasting my time with so much backstory we're getting mm. in we're getting out we're moving forward uh, we're, let's get to the right. train heist yeah. let's get to the excitement <laughs> yeah nice. faster uh, more tense. And then and for another so, sales pitch okay. for it is the during the Kessel Run when they're uh, being chased by the Empire and they have that Tie Fighter chase. It's a different Tie Fighter chase. It's nothing we've seen before. He takes him out mm. skidding on an ice comet, breaking the windshield, freezing the guy, yeah. and then he crashes. It's just like the total he does disregard a spin move. for <laughs> he kicks a he kicks a Tie Fighter. Yeah, it's, so it's that was just an exciting different aerial battle that you didn't get before yeah so with monsters in space with monsters yeah this is pre-purgle <laughs> yeah there's no purgle yet we have a space octopus of sorts yeah they may have shown up in rebels by this point i'm not sure Probably. 2018 were they were they around then yeah possibly possibly yeah because i remember people at that when that first episode with them show, showing up people got upset about being a, a filler episode 
But little did they know. How it would be like the biggest Pergo moment. Be, in, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I I think that'll wrap up our our discussion about Solo. I I will definitely watch the movie again. Uh, I, yeah, I've now man. been fully swayed from from neutral to. <laughs> We twisted your arm. I'm telling I, you, I right now is the best time. Updated camera, so it doesn't do the the cool stuff when I do this. But. Yeah, um, uh, it's now's the perfect yeah. time. I think after just being inundated with everything from Ahsoka, um, uh, uh, like the the larger canon, the the Thrawn, and the the whole like all of that huge like not only is the fate of the galaxy in trouble but a fate of a different galaxy is in trouble like there's so much going on it's nice to just see guys trying to steal some gas this, this is the people who are on the ground living life every day yeah dealing with what they got to deal with just getting by yeah and ralph if people haven't uh caught an episode that you've been on before with us where can they find you and uh, everything you talk uh, about with star wars online uh at live action star or a live action sw on socials or live action star wars.com that takes you to our youtube page where we just did an episode about uh halix a star wars inspired band hired by that. disneyland and uh, I highly recommend checking out the, the the documentary about Halix and our episode on it. Nice. Check that out. Um, so, and then for Mike and I, you can find us at all of the respective places online. Uh, you can basically just go to Linktree slash Holdopod. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all at Holdopod. Uh, and that uh, individually, we're all at our first and last names there too. Uh, also, all, uh, Mike and I are also on Blue Sky now with you. Ralph's, Mike's finally yeah, on there, there too. So, uh, and then our editor Vactor, uh, you can find him at Vactor on Instagram and Twitter too. And then you can email us at holdapod at gmail.com. But as always, we are grateful to George Lucas for creating the Star Wars universe. Here, thank the maker. <laughs>